step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. Welcome to Success Unlimited with Dr. Patricia Thompson. If you want to be more successful while also being happier at work and at home, you're in the right place. We'll be covering research along with little tweaks, tips, and hacks that will help you to fulfill your potential in the business world without sacrificing your peace of mind. How meaningful is your work? So I'm not talking about whether you're the equivalent of Mother Teresa giving to the needy or, you know, Bill Gates, who has a lot of money that he can donate to worthy causes. What I mean is, how meaningful is your work to you? Do you get excited when you think about it? You know, on Sunday nights, do you look forward to Monday mornings because you really love the work that you're doing and you're passionate about it? Does your work contribute to a sense of purpose in your life? There's a a prolific business author and a management guru, and his name is Jim Collins, and he once wrote that it's impossible to have a great life unless it is a meaningful life, and it's very difficult to have a meaningful life without meaningful work. Now, I don't know about your Facebook feeds, but when I look at mine, there are a lot of videos and pictures on there that go viral that are all about how much people dislike or even hate their work. You know, there's the orangutan who's dancing out of work on uh, Friday or, you know, some kid in the bed like a baby looking like really disinterested thinking about work on Monday morning. And so what that tells me is that there are a lot of people who probably don't feel like their work is very meaningful. So if you're in that camp, then this episode is for you. So today I'm going to give you eight tips that you can use to make your work life more meaningful. And believe it or not, they don't require you to resign. Um, Instead, I'm going to help you to do some mindset shifts and also take some actions so that you can better appreciate the job that you have now. This is going to be a pretty brief episode, so let's dive right in and get started. Okay, so when you're feeling dissatisfied with your job, your natural tendency, at least for a lot of people, is to focus on everything that's wrong with it. You know, maybe you dislike your boss, or you're tired of waiting for a promotion, or maybe you feel like you're just not making a difference in your work. So if that sounds like you, then the first thing that I recommend you do is to take a bit of time to think about your core values. What's really, really important to you in your life? So you can just get out a sheet of paper and then brainstorm your values. And then what you can do is try to pick out your top five. Then you can do that right now if you want to press pause or else, you know, after this episode. And then once you've kind of highlighted your top five values, take a bit of time to reflect on the ways that your job actually aligns with them. So for example, 
Um, if helping others is important to you, you can think about the ways that you help people either directly or indirectly in your work. Like if you're a writer, for example, you might help people with your advice. Or if you're in customer service, then obviously you're helping them in a very direct way. Or, you know, if achievement is something that's important to you, then think about the goals that you've accomplished in your job and maybe even write them down so that you can give yourself a pat on the back. And for a lot of people, this exercise helps them to see that their job actually does help them to express a lot of their values. And just doing that can help to take away some of the negativity that you might find yourself feeling. Now, on the other hand, there are some people who, when they do this exercise, discover that there's really a huge disconnect between their values and their work. And if that's you, then it could be a good wake-up call that it might be time for you to start to take some steps so that you can move on from your job. And I actually wrote a blog post about getting in touch with your values. And so if you want a bit more information, then just go to my website, um, silverliningpsychology.com. And then you can search for values um, using the search bar. I think it's on the top right-hand corner of the screen. Okay, so tip number two is to practice gratitude. And the second tip will also obviously help you to be um, or to deal with being overly negative about your job. Um, and what I find is that by simply focusing on the things that you appreciate about your job, you might find that your whole experience of it changes. And so an easy way to put this into practice is to take some time at the end of each day to simply write down three things you're grateful for in the workplace. You know, maybe you had a small win or maybe you had a big one. Um, maybe you had fun chatting with a client, or maybe you got paid that day. But what you find is that once you get into the habit of looking for things to be grateful for, you'll likely notice that there are more things to appreciate. And also, you know, if you know that you're going to be making this list at the end of the day, it encourages you to be on the lookout for things to appreciate. And then what you'll find is that as you focus on the positive, you might just find that your whole attitude about work changes. Okay, so the third tip is to pretend that your time is limited. Now, this might sound a little bit morbid, but I want you to hear me out. So I'm sure we've all heard stories of, you know, certain people who talk about how they got some grave illness or they had some other, you know, seemingly negative event that turned out to be one of the best things that happened to them. And usually when they say this, it's because Either it was a wake-up call that encouraged them to change the way that things were going in their lives, or because it allowed them to better appreciate what they already have in their lives. And so similar to what I mentioned about gratitude, it could help them to see things in a new and a more positive light. Um, and there was actually a research study that was done relatively recently with some undergraduates that really highlighted this idea. So what they did was in this study, the researchers told the students to live the next month like it was their last month in a particular city. So essentially, they were kind of pretending like they were going to move in a few weeks. And what the researchers found was that the group of students' sense of well-being doubled compared to a control group. They just appreciated things more. Um, you know, they tended to spend more time with their friends or to see certain things in the city that, you know, they normally wouldn't have done because they were taking it for granted. And I know that I've actually had this experience right before I was about to leave somewhere or when I was about to move on from a job that, you know, suddenly I saw things in a different light or I appreciated more about it. And so if you want to try this out, then for the next month, you could imagine that you're going to be leaving your work in a month's time. Now, 
of course, you know, don't do anything stupid. So don't burn any bridges or tell people off or, you know, stop doing your job. Um, Because obviously, you know, that wouldn't turn out too well for you and you might actually be leaving your job in a month's time. Um, But what I'll say is that if you do this, you might become more aware of the parts of your job that you would actually miss. And then with that realization, you might even develop a greater appreciation, again, for what you already have. Okay, tip number four is to build your relationships. Now, most of us know or have heard somewhere in the media about, you know, how our personal relationships can bring a sense of richness and meaning to our lives. Um, You know, research has shown that having supportive relationships is good for your mood, it's good for your general outlook, and believe it or not, it's even good for your health, and it's linked to longevity. Now, professional relationships are good for you, too. And in fact, research shows that if you have close connections at work, then you're more likely going to be satisfied with your job. So if you're one of those people who, instead of cultivating the relationships at work, tends to make work all about work, you know, really separating business from pleasure, then I encourage you to kind of look at things differently and instead be really intentional about building relationships with your coworkers and cultivate them. Take some time to connect each day. And trust me, um, it'll not only help you to feel better about your work, it'll also likely to make you, you know, more effective on the job because, you know, people like to be around people who are likable, you know, whether it's on the job or not. And so it'll likely help you to better get things done. Now, this is, you know, of course, if you're not spending all of your time socializing, but, you know, cultivate some of those relationships and see how it changes your attitude about work. Okay, tip number five is to take some time to recharge. Now, I've worked with some people coaching them, um, well, actually, and working with, um, who I would describe as workaholics. So these are people who give everything to their jobs, and their work is all-consuming to them. Now, you know, some people do do this because they're passionate about their work and it's meaningful to them, and so they want to spend all their time doing it. And if that's you, then that's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is people who feel overwhelmed by how much they're working. So they might have even started out liking their job, but because they make their lives all about work, they start to find themselves resenting their job. Now, if you're like that and you would describe yourself as a workaholic, then the way to deal with this is actually pretty easy. Simply give yourself permission to take breaks. Um, And so I actually did a podcast about this. I think it's episode one that you could look up if you want some more research about the importance of taking breaks. But, you know, take some breaks, develop a hobby, hang out with your friends, you know, enjoy yourself. And what I found is that when people do this, they're less stressed in general. They resent their work less because it's not dominating their lives. And so they're better able to reconnect with the parts of their job that they really enjoy. And they're still able to keep up with everything. So put in the recharging, take care of yourself, and you might find that your attitude about work also changes. Tip number six is to challenge yourself. So if you're in a position where maybe you've been in your job for a while and you feel like you could do it on autopilot, then, you know, it just might not be as inspiring as it was when you first started. Um, You know, a lot of us like to feel like we're continuously stretching ourselves and growing. And so if you're in a job where things have become stagnant, then you just might not be inspired for that very reason. 
So if your job has become boring to you, then what I would say is that you should look for ways that you can challenge yourself so that you can bring some excitement back into it. So one way you could do this might be, you know, to meet with your boss and see if you can take on a special project or assignment, or maybe you could ask your boss or maybe a mentor to coach you so that you could get yourself ready for a promotion. Um, Maybe you could sign up for a class so that you could learn a new skill that you could apply on the job. Um, If you're self-employed, you could also take a class to see if you could expand your work in some way, or maybe, you know, take on some other sort of business line or offer a new sort of service. Um, But what you'll find is that if you feel like you're being more intellectually stimulated, then you just might feel more inspired and, you know, find your work to be more meaningful again. Okay, tip number seven, second to last one, look for opportunities to volunteer. Now, if your workplace is involved in the community, then you can simply look for ways that you can volunteer. You know, a lot of um, businesses are already aligned with the United Way or have other programs set up so that you can do this. Or even if you're in a smaller company, you know, you could potentially head up a volunteer activity. Um, I used to work at a place where we had, I think it was like a run for charity every so often. So that was a volunteer activity. Um, I also used to work in that firm where we adopted families for Christmas, and then we bought gifts and delivered them to them. And it was a way that the whole office came together to give back. Now, research has shown that just in general, volunteering physiologically makes you feel good. You know, it gives you that warm glow feeling. And I can personally attest to that. Um, you know, when we bought families gifts for Christmas and then we'd pull up to the house and we'd see the gratitude that people expressed, it was really rewarding. And you would find yourself driving home just feeling really great about the whole thing. Um, research has also actually shown that volunteering in the workplace can help to deepen your relationships with your coworkers. And which I said earlier, that is something that can make your work life more meaningful. So the key to doing this is to really make sure that your heart is in the right place. Um, Because interestingly, research has also shown that if you're only volunteering for self-serving purposes, you know, like if you want to pad your resume or, you know, look like you're involved in the community, um, then you won't get the same personal benefits in terms of it making you feel good and also deepening those relationships. Okay, and then my last tip is, As you're working to make your life and your work more meaningful, just take some small steps. So, you know, take the pressure off. Don't think you have to do something huge. Don't think that you actually have to upend your life and quit your job and become like Elizabeth Gilbert so that you can eat, pray, and love your way to a more meaningful existence. Instead, you know, you can take small steps. So, you know, for example, if you made your list of core values and then you realized that certain ones weren't being fulfilled, then you could brainstorm ways that you could express them in your work. And, you know, if you can't come up with any ways that you could express them in your work, then maybe think of ways that you could express them in your life outside of work. You know, work doesn't have to provide everything to you necessarily. Your life is a broad one. And so, you know, some values might be expressed in work and some might be expressed in other ways. Um, And then once you've come up with some ways, don't just sit there with that knowledge. Take action. Um, It's really empowering to know that you're taking life by the horns to live with greater intention and purpose. And remember, you know, bottom line is it's your responsibility to make your life more meaningful. So do something about it. 
I'm going to end with this quote I love by the legendary actress Catherine Hepburn. She said, if you have to support yourself, you would bloody well better find some way that it's going to be interesting. (laughs) I totally agree with her. So I want you to take it to heart and find a way. And in fact, here's a challenge for you. I want you to pick one thing you can do to make your work life more meaningful, whether it's one of the eight tips I shared or something else and do it today. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Like I said, it's your responsibility to make your life meaningful. So start doing it right now. All right, so that's it. And anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, feel free to look me up on my website at www.silverliningpsychology.com or you can find me on Twitter at Patricia underscore ATL. Have a great day. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.